This is Philly Proper, episode one. We're just being a little bit more uh, selective and a little more conservative in the deals we're looking at. So maybe a deal that we was a little tight, but we would take it to fill the pipeline two months ago. You know, we would hold off on that now. But if we find a, a home run deal, we're not really in fear of passing stuff like that up. So... You're listening to the Philly Proper Podcast. Meet the experts developing Philadelphia's real estate market right now. If you're looking for insights into the city's changing landscape, you're in the right place. Stay tuned to hear the personal stories and experiences of developers large and small. Be sure to join the Philly real estate community and visit phillyproper.com for project information, episode highlights, and more. So welcome to the show. I'm here with Tom Femaletti and Xander Hagen of Zatos Investments. Tom, Xander, welcome to the show. Hey, Catherine. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How you doing, Catherine? Thanks for having us. Yeah, great. Thanks. Um, So for folks out there listening who maybe are just meeting Zatos for the first time, uh, they develop top-of-the-line homes in Philadelphia and the main line and work with some of the best vendors in the industry. I'm very excited to have you folks on today. So, so thanks, for, thanks for joining me. Um, yeah, we're excited to be here. Awesome. So you guys have been working in the city in the real estate industry for a little while. Why don't you tell me about how you met? Xander and I go back a long time. We, uh, we actually grew up in the same neighborhood, uh, Broomall. Pennsylvania, Delaware County. Delta, nice, Delco. <laughs> yeah. And um, we went to rival grade schools, but then, and we didn't really know each other then, but then in high school, we went to Cardinal O'Hara, knew each other, played sports. Um, we were, you know, we hung out here and there. Xander bullied me a little bit. <laughs> um, so not the best of friends initially. But then um, we both went to Penn State and, you know, became pretty close there. And then once we graduated, uh, we hung out all the time. And, you know, we've always worked together in different capacities growing up in high school. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of how we got into our partnership. Awesome. So you guys are straight up Pennsylvanians, which I love. Yep. Yep. To the core. Awesome. So uh, how did you guys form Zatos Investments? Um, We graduated Penn State together. And as I said, we were working together in different capacities, um, whether it was, you know, shoveling driveways or working for uh, my uncle at a contracting company. So we've always worked together. Um, We graduated and we're living with our parents separately and you know, we wanted to both move out and we were looking at the same time and neither of us really wanted to rent. So we said, hey, why don't we go in a house together? We were always hanging out down the city. Um, Xander's mom had a uh, an apartment down here that we would always crash at. And, you know, we found a, a house on 18th and Christian and it needed some work. So we kind of, you know, bought it together as a partnership and we did a full gut rehab did all of the work ourselves, had some of our buddies living with us, paying us rent. And, you know, from there, we kind of said, hey, you know, this turned out great. Why don't we go try doing flipping a house? Um, and then I love it. You guys. So you guys really started like fresh out of school. Your very first 
purchase of a property was a smart investment move. You guys said that you had somebody renting out as well, which is helpful for paying your mortgage. Yeah. Um, 18th and Christian is amazing location. How long ago was that, that you guys uh, decided to move in together? Three years ago. So it was three years actually in March was uh, when we bought it. And then I don't think we really moved in. We were, Living out of uh, mini fridges and cooking off the grill, <laughs> living in a construction site for probably the first three months before we really got settled. Nice. So you guys started your working relationship in the most hectic of personal engaging environments, I guess. Uh, yeah, we had to, um, we renovated our bedrooms first just so we had a place to sleep while the rest of the house was torn up. Nice. Well, if you live in Philadelphia, you don't necessarily need a kitchen. There's plenty of places to go eat. Exactly. So that was your very first deal. Um, What was your first deal as a business? So we were looking around down in Point Breeze. Um, At that time, we we thought that was going to be the hot market. We really didn't know the lay of the land as we do now, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. We bought a property on 20th and McClellan Street. Um, so it was a little far south of where the development at that time was, um, but it was a small two bed, one bath uh, rehab that, you know, just uh, really cosmetic stuff. And, um, you know, we, we, we rolled with the punches on that one, ran into some issues, but that's, that's kind of how you learn. Awesome. So who, who does what? in your partnership when it comes to purchasing the properties and you know managing the construction or renovation or even dealing with investor investors or clients or your sales team so um we actually established our roles pretty early on um as i said we both have construction backgrounds um but mm-hmm. xander has you know, a little bit more so than I do. So he handles all the operations when it comes to dealing with contractors, um, just dealing with the projects in general, all of our vendors, um, sourcing all of the different type of finishes we need and just kind of running all of our projects. And then um, myself, I have a business background. That's what I studied in college. So I handle the business aspect of everything. Um, dealing with the investors, dealing with the banks, um, kind of putting the deals together, running the numbers um, and everything like that. So, but obviously when we were starting out and even now we, we're still a small company. So we, we all wear hats and we're all have overlapping roles. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And uh, how many projects do you guys have going on right now? Right now we have, 12 projects or 11. We just sold one yesterday. So uh, thank you. We have 11 going on. Nice. I think I saw that one, the one over on Christian street, right? Like 11th and Christian. Yes. Awesome. Congratulations. What an interesting time to, uh, to sell real estate for, uh, for those of you who are listening, we are in the middle of the pandemic quarantine, I'd say maybe not the middle, maybe the beginning. I'd say uh, it might be the beginning, but <laughs> let, let's hope it's the middle or the it's end. Right, right. Well, um, congratulations. It's awesome that you guys were able to sell that. I know you create really amazing products, so I'm not surprised at all. Um, but 12 projects, that's a lot going on. So uh, what do you, why don't you tell me what the average day looks like for you? 
we have a little warehouse down in uh, South Philly that we we have a gym in um, that you know we just have our own equipment in. We work out there with a few other buddies, so we're both in there pretty early, you know, four thirty five a.m. Uh, and then we're in the office, you know, before the sun's up around six thirty seven. Um, I spend most of the day in the office, as I said, dealing with investors, banks, um, all that type of stuff. And Xander's kind of running around to the different projects, meeting our contractors uh, and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I love that you guys get up early and exercise. I think it's, you know, I'm, I teach yoga, as you guys know. So I think it's extremely important to clear your head first thing in the morning, especially when you have so much going on and you have to stay on top of so many things. So that's awesome. Yeah. Xander, what do you do when you're out in the field? Are you just running around checking on projects all day, meeting contractors, or what's that look like? So it's kind of a mix of a, a bunch of different roles, but for the most part, it's going around and confirming, you know, meeting with contractors, meeting with engineers, site inspections, um, going over layouts, um, confirming that contractors are building per the plans, uh, meeting with vendors, setting up uh, shipments for you know different finishes. It's kind of an array of different roles, but it's really going site to site, making sure everyone's, you know, we're on, you know, we're up to date. We're, uh, you know, our ETA or our projects is going to get hit. Um, any issues dealing with neighbors, complaining about different things, going, you know, introducing myself <laughs> to neighbors to make sure that we're, you know, all, on the good side with them. So, you know, something new every day, which is kind of why I enjoy what we do. Yeah, that's exciting. I think uh, for me, I would like an interesting mix of being in the office and out running around at projects. Tom, do you make it out of the office to do site visits and things like that occasionally as well? I do. Uh, when we have meetings, you know, with the architects or contractors that are kind of major decisions in the projects, we like to make them as a team. Um, you know, two heads are better than one. One of us might see something that the other doesn't. So that's why we like to have those type of meetings all together. So anything like that, I'll go out. Sometimes I just, you know, need to get the hell out of the office and I'll go <laughs> drive the sites, throw some stuff up on Instagram and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, definitely not a, not a guy who can sit in the office the entire day. Right. And you guys, you guys manage your own social media pages. So you're constantly updating that with stories about all the projects, right? We do. Um, so 12 projects, uh, do you have a favorite, uh, that you're doing right now, or maybe one that you've worked on in the past? So the one we sold yesterday, 1116 Christian would probably be our favorite single family. Um, it, oh, it wow. was very successful. We, you know, we were on the market and we had multiple offers in under 24 hours and got it under contract in under 24 hours. Um, we were 10 K over asking. So the project itself, uh, that one was fun. You know, we did a lot of different design stuff that we were kind of testing out that ended up, up um, you know, turning out great. So uh, that one, I would say that's our favorite single family. The multifamily and larger projects we're working on right now that's in the design and permitted permitting stages um, is 701, 703 South 19th Street. It's a six-unit condo building with parking on the uh, corner of 19th and Bainbridge. Um, we have since named it the Southbridge Condos. 
Uh, we're still playing with that name, but uh, we're getting some good traction on it. But that one is we're working with uh, Mike Hallett and Matt Chapin of PBDC to build it. And, you know, we think it's going to be a very, very unique uh, condo building in Grad Hospital, which if anyone follows us, that's where a lot of our projects are. It's kind of our bread and butter. So we're super excited for that. Can you go ahead and share that address again for the new condo project? That that's a doing? 701 and 703 South 19th Street. So it's right on the corner of 19th Street and Bainbridge Street. Awesome. Hi guys, it's Catherine. Sorry for this quick interruption, but I had to let you know that Graduate Hospital is one of my absolute favorite neighborhoods in Center City, Philadelphia. I actually used to live there for a couple of years and I even taught yoga at one of the local gyms. If you get a chance to visit, I highly recommend. For a map and more places to check out in Graduate Hospital, visit phillyproper.com. Awesome location. And how many how many units are you guys going to have there? That one is going to be six units, um, all luxury condos, and they range from one bed, one bath to three bed, three baths. Um, some of them have private roof decks. We have three parking spaces. Um, so yeah, that it's going to be a very nice building. And we're working with No Architecture on it, who you know they design amazing stuff, and we love working with them. So we think this thing's going to be a home run. Yeah. And that's, that's an amazing location in graduate hospital. And it's very hard to find parking in the graduate hospital neighborhood right now. Um, did you guys have any problems getting clearance with the streets department or have you gotten to that phase yet of the process? No. So that was actually by right. So we do have, um, we do have zoning approval on that. Um, we're actually waiting to submit for building permits right? shortly here, but no, we, um, that was actually, there was two existing parking spots there. So Nome was actually able to navigate a way to get three parking spots by right. And um, yeah, like I said, we pre or we recently got the zoning approval back for that. So we're pretty stoked about the three spots. Initially during underwriting, we were banking on two and it was a blessing that we got the third. So it made it even that much better. Awesome. And that's definitely part, I think, of working with really good vendors like your architects, uh, you know, whatever engineer is processing, maybe pre-construction work. They're going to be the ones who enable you to get, you know, clearance from the city to do those sort of things. Am I right about that? Have you guys gone through a lot of different uh, architects and engineers to develop different projects that you've been working on? Or have you yeah. pretty much stuck with the same folks? So we've used a handful of different architects um, for different projects and that it all kind of varies project by project basis, you know, the size, how intricate you want the design to be. But we found Gnome to be, um, you know, very, very good at what they do. And they're kind of in our niche market and our target um, market that we're in grad hospital. Gnome's been, Gnome's been doing a really good job for us. So uh, tell me, do you guys have any mentors or mentees in the city that, or even outside of the city that have inspired you to, you know, work on bigger projects or maybe even get started? Uh, we do. Um, I guess it, it kind of all starts with um, Jim Roach from Keller Williams, Philly. He's the, he runs the Jim Roach real estate team. Uh, early on when we were doing one or two small flips, uh, we kind of got introduced to him and, uh, he took a pretty intricate part of our growth where 
you know, he was helping us and still does analyze deals, introduces us to different players in the game, um, helps us just kind of, you know, from an overview market perspective, what areas we want to be in, um, you know, where we think prices are going. So, I mean, Jim's kind of, you know, a partner to, you know, Zados. Uh, we work pretty closely with him. Um, and from there, he, he introduced us to Mike Stom from uh, Stom Development Group. Yeah. Again, that was when we were, uh, you know, doing a few small flips and we, we met Mike with the project we had and, you know, he took on a mentor role for us there from that point. Um, and he kind of really taught us about what being a developer is and just the entire process. And, and from there, it really helped us restructure our business model and kind of fast tracked our development careers um, from going you know, from those few small flips to, you know, the bigger multifamily new constructions with, without, you know, much in between. Um, yeah. So that was pretty, um, pretty big for our growth. And then right now we're also working with um, Jason Nussbaum. And he's the owner of City Living Philly. Um, you know, he, he's been around for 30 some years. He knows, he knows his stuff. And He's kind of, you know, we met him under some unusual circumstances, but, and we're partnering with him on a couple deals now, but he, he helps us just with all of his experience, just look at stuff in a different light. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited to work with him and, you know, Jim and Mike as well in the future. It looks like you have a big deal coming up with these condos, but what's your biggest deal to date or how do you gauge what your biggest deal is? Because I know when you partner with folks, you may have a little bit of engagement in that process, whether you're, you know, managing the construction process or managing the investment side. How do you guys gauge what type of deals you get into and or how big they're going to be on your plate? So, I mean, we look at when it comes to looking at deals, we'll look at anything from a single family rehab to, you know, a 15, 20 unit apartment building. We haven't gotten to that phase yet, but, you know, right now for like the 701, 703 project, um, you know, we, we look at the profit margins and uh, all those types of factors when we're underwriting the deal. Um, we also look at the, you know, the out sales, the timelines, and then kind of what and a return for our investors would be. Um, it's all different parameters that we look and, you know, all these projects have to check off on those, you know, hit, hit the target parameters for each of those categories. And then that's kind of how we decide if we're taking on a project or not. Nice. And uh, what do you think your timeline is going to be before you move into those longer, uh, longer term holding projects? I know you said you have 12, developments going on right now which is already a fairly full plate for uh you know for a couple of guys yeah um and we just kind of you know really honed in on all of our processes that allows us to you know manage 12 projects while also looking for more uh, we don't think we're close to capacity right now um we've also brought on a third uh, partner Ryan Lachlan, who kind of helps us with the accounting and running the books and everything. So that takes a lot off of our plates on that aspect that allows Xander and I to focus on, you know, what we do best. So is there anything that's helpful in helping you guys stay on track? 
Um, every Monday we sit down and we come up with a game plan for the week, what needs to get done. Um, we write it down on the whiteboard. We track it in our, you know, um, Microsoft OneDrive system. And it's just continually, you know, updating each other, where we stand on what we're working with, making sure we're all on the same page. Um, you know, I need to know what Xander's working on from a project perspective so that it, if an investor is asking where we stand on a project, I can relate that to, or relay that to them. And then kind of vice versa that Xander has to know, you know, where are we with the banks on draws and everything so that he could pay the contractors. And um, so it's just really opening communication and making sure that we're on top of everything we're doing. Nice, nice. Well, it sounds like you guys have really launched one heck of a business from one single family, you know, house hack purchase, if you will, because it was your your own personal residence to building large multifamily new construction projects in some of the most affluent neighborhoods in the city of Philadelphia. Um, are there any lessons that you guys have learned or any any horror stories that you've had along the way? Yeah, so I don't well, we're not going to go into horror stories too much, but uh, <laughs> we've learned some lessons as far as really understanding what a deed is, how to read it, what effect it can really have, um, because there's a lot of conflicting information that doesn't get copied over from previous deeds. So we've kind of become careful and um, doing our due diligence and pulling previous deeds on projects, making sure there's no easements. Um, and on top of that, and it kind of ties into it, just understanding what your title policy is, because the information and in the deed and the title policy can really make or break a deal. And you need to understand those things, you know, from soup to nuts and, um, you know, really read them from top to bottom because you miss one little, you know, one little mistake and bring down an entire project. Um, luckily, we've made mistakes that haven't been, you know, su super de detrimental at this point, but we've learned from them. Um, and part of having mentors is kind of hearing these horror stories and mitigating risk by, you know, using their advice. Yeah, absolutely. I think working with other folks in the city who are doing exactly what you're doing and have been doing it for a while is one of the best ways to avoid getting yourself into the situations other people have found themselves in in the yeah. past, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And we and to kind of parlay off that is, um, is really what we've learned is the partnerships um, outside of, you know, our company, uh, who we're partnering and working with is huge. Um, selecting those carefully, making sure, you know, where everyone kind of stands and, you know, making sure they're quality people to work with because we ran into issues on our first few projects where, you know, didn't work out with the contractor and we didn't know that many people so we're finishing projects ourselves and then also on the um, more positive side is talking with these guys like our mentors who have been there before and they can help us avoid some of the stuff that they some of the mistakes that they've made so it's really the one thing we've um, kind of taken away and what we're very good at is you know knowing who we're working with what exactly is next i know you guys have a lot of 
projects that are happening right now, we're in kind of a weird place in time with commercial real estate, construction loans, uh, financing across the board, even for residential real estate is somewhat up in the air. I'm sure over the last couple of weeks, you guys have been, you know, staying on top of the market, paying attention to the news during this whole COVID-19 situation. Um, is there anything you're doing to mitigate risk as you move forward with the projects you have going on and anything that you're pursuing for future developments? Um, yeah, so we've, as you said, we've been staying on top of everything going on. Um, when it comes to what's going on now, we've been really just, again, opening lines of communications with all of our partners when it comes to the banks, you know, staying on top of them, constantly getting their pulse check to see, you know, what's happening with lending, current projects, everything like that. Also communicating to investors, um, seeing how they're affected, kind of what their thought process is. Um, and so, I mean, we're really just kind of putting our heads down, staying the course, uh, making sure we're making the right decisions. Uh, current projects, we're doing as much as we can with, you know, what we're limited to. Obviously, right now, construction's stalled for the time being. So everything else around that that we could be working on in the office we're doing, whether it comes to marketing, um, you know, honing in our, on our underwriting. And then, you know, we're obviously still going to be looking for deals. We think there will be a lot of opportunities, but we're just being a little bit more uh, selective and a little more conservative in the deals we're looking at. So maybe a deal that we was a little tight, but we would take it to fill the pipeline two months ago. You know, we would hold off on that now. But if we find a, a home run deal, we're not really in fear of passing stuff like that up. So we're just going to continue to grind away and just make smart decisions. Well, that's that's exciting for you guys and and comforting for folks like me who are in the industry. And I'm sure all the vendors uh, in the real estate industry in Philadelphia are you know, happy to hear that there is development still going on and still moving forward and that people are buying deals. I definitely see a lot of movement on like the wholesale side of things, a lot of people who've been sitting on, you know, land and or value add properties are liquidating a little bit to, you know, sustain themselves as construction costs uh, become challenging over the next couple of weeks. So it's, uh, it's good to hear. I'm glad you guys are in a good position for that. Thank you. So um, outside of development in the city, what do you guys like to do? Are you both based out of Graduate Hospital now? I know your office is located just on South Broad, actually right uh, right north of KW Philly. Yes, uh, it, yeah, new office, well, relatively new at this point, a couple of months we've been in here, um, right on Broad Street in between South and Bainbridge. We both live in Graduate Hospital um, as well, so we've kind of stayed close to what our roots in Philly are. Um, I mean, I personally love the neighborhood. I know Xander does as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a great neighborhood, and we kind of uh, don't foresee ourselves moving out anytime soon. But, I mean, really outside of development, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty common guys, both Penn State guys, Eagles fans. So, um, you know, we keep – keep things pretty basic, both, both play sports, go to the gym. But aside from that, uh, 
So we've got some tailgating in the fall in our oh, future. Yeah. yeah. That's the point. <laughs> nice. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing both of you in real life at some point in the future. Um, hopefully that won't be very long from now. Uh, I'm sure if we're all like destined to be in our houses for the next two months that Memorial Day weekend is going to be a blast if suddenly we can leave. This is this could be the greatest summer Philadelphia has ever yeah, seen. We'll uh we'll be down the shore and um, that's my biggest concern right now is that my um my summer down the shore doesn't get hampered. But are you going do you guys go down to the shore every weekend? We do. Um Xander uh, goes down to Avalon and then my parents have a house in Seattle so we're both you know back and forth Avalon Seattle almost every single weekend in the summer nice classic Philly move yeah. I actually I haven't been able to do that for at least not consistency for the last couple of years because I've been running to Bethlehem to work on a student housing portfolio so summer is usually full of construction before the students get back um, and there's like a lot of turnover that needs to happen, but Avalon, Stone Harbor, um, I guess Margate a little bit and, and like Ventnor Beach or, uh, where I usually hang out. My uncle opened up the, the union league restaurant in Stone Harbor. So I was there That's for awesome. that a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so hopefully I'll see you guys down the beach. Yeah. Soon. Gotta get you over to Seattle. <laughs> That's where all the uh, fun happens. There you go. Well, um, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show today. And it was awesome to hear about the projects that you have coming up. And I'm looking forward to doing this again and seeing where you're at in the future. Really appreciate you having us on. Um, sounds like some exciting stuff that um, other people you're interviewing. So we're glad to be a part of that. Um, so just thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks, yep, guys. Thank you. To stay in touch with Tom and Xander, be sure to visit their site at zatosinvestments.com or follow them on Instagram at Zatos Investments. I'm your host, Katherine Blessington, and for more information on their projects and other projects found through Philly Proper Podcast, be sure to visit phillyproper.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next episode.